This is a certified hood classic. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Welcome to Can We Say That with Andrew Baxter. I'm your host, Andrew Baxter. Our guest for episode four of the cast is Truman Buchanan. Truman's a TikTok influencer with over 100,000 followers. That's pretty nuts. He's a brand ambassador for Bahama Bucks, which his dad owns. It's a lucrative snow cone company. It was founded like 20 years ago, so it's pretty nuts. We're going to be talking about TikTok, the ins and outs of it, the origin story of Bahama Bucks, and what makes a great leader in times of struggle. So sit back and enjoy episode four of the podcast. For an Instagram. And like, you can apply to have your own yep. Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So like your shop can have your own Instagram. Okay. And also just like brand awareness. Gotcha. Like it kind of sucks. There's people about in Lubbock, probably 10 miles from us that have no idea what Bahama Bucks is. Really? Yeah. That, see, that seems crazy to me. Because I, mean, I knew what Bahama Bucks was in Dallas. And when I got here and I drove by the big building, I was like, wait, like one of the biggest snow cone shops is based out of Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, I think everyone's proud of. Oh, dude, you got to be. Like, It's just crazy, though. El Paso. <laughs> people who come from El Paso to Lubbock, like they'll stop by and take a picture in front of the corporate office. Yeah. I mean, I would too. It's dope. And it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. I mean, right. It's one of the biggest, it looks like a mall in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle. When did your dad buy that? Oh man. So <clears throat> I'm actually not sure. We used to be in a tiny office. Truman, by the way, is the son of the CEO of Bahama Bucks. CEO, is that his title? Yeah. Okay. President. One of the CEO. sons. Okay. President and CEO. Which is tough. Gotcha. But, um, no. So that used to it's be. It's tough being his son. Yes, and being president and CEO. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, so he walked in there with me, Zyler, and Jet, and my mom to buy us bunk beds because we used to live in a space about as big as this with three boys, mom and a dad. Yeah. And we lived there for 11 years. While your dad was building the business. I wouldn't call it building, but yes. He was doing, running, the, business. doing the business. Okay. Try, trying. <laughs> gotcha. And um, so he walked in there with us. And wanted to buy bunk beds for us because we couldn't keep three beds in our room. Mm -hmm. Lose way too much space. Goes in there, can't afford anything. I mean, there was a point where he had to, he forgot to tithe and took the rest of his money, which was $5 out of his bank account, just so he could tithe. Wow. I mean, super dedicated guy. Like amazing. Father, right. Amazing yeah. role model, everything. Yeah. Um, walked in there, couldn't buy anything. Okay, so... He okay, so walking into the yeah, he walked in with his three boys. I'm about, gosh, 13, 12, somewhere around there, 11, somewhere in there. And we can't buy these furniture that we need for our house. I yeah. Mean, and so we have to walk out of there because prices are too high. And by prices too high, I mean like. What was uh, it? Like a rooms to go or something? It was, I it was think. Some was sort of Ashley. furniture store. I think Ashley moved. Ashley then moved. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it was. And so. He did that. Then five years later, went in there and bought the entire building. That's so crazy. So badass. That is, yeah, that is badass. Like, That's sick. The balls on that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, okay, here we go. I'm buying the place now. Yeah. 
So like, that's a really cool part of the story. How do you get there in five years? Like, how do you get from walking so, in barely, barely able to buy furniture and then buy the building where all the furniture sold? Did yeah. Bahama, because how long has Bahama Bucks been around? 33 years, 32. How old is your dad? 53. Okay. 53. So he started when he was 21. 20, yep. 21. And how long has he been married to your mom? <laughs> oh God. Uh, She's been there for a little over 20 years, maybe a little over 30. Oh, so he's this business. They've known each other since they were in fifth grade. Gotcha. But the business has been his life. Yes. Gotcha. So he used to own a lawn mowing company and it was like big enough to where he didn't mow lawns anymore. If you know what I'm saying. And saw some snow cone machines. We call them shavers now. And was like, Hey, I could do that during the summer. Took 3000 of his money, 3000 of his dad's money, built the shop which is really cool in our uh, corporate office, the carpet on the inside. I don't know if you've been there. Super small, but we made it and it's the exact diameters of the first shop. That's dope. And it fits in our foyer. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool small things in the corporate office. Right. But it's all the blood, sweat and tears that your dad, you know, lived through for 30 years. Yeah. And make Bahama Bucks, what does it say? I mean, most people... I'm assuming, listen to this, know what Bahama Bucks is. If you live in the United States, I would assume. What's, okay. How many states are y'all in? Oh, God. You want me? Pretty much all of South. Okay. And then you have like Missouri. We have people coming in from Tennessee. We have one in Costa Rica. No, Puerto Rico, California, all those, Arkansas, everywhere. What's the biggest amount of Bahama Bucks? I mean, Texas or Arizona. Yeah, I would figure Texas. Yeah. Just being here. Arizona has a lot though. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of stores. Yeah. Okay. So going back to in five years, how your dad went from that to being able to buy the building. What happened? Yeah. So he sold, he made a deal with the two people he partnered with, which were Tom Buchanan, his dad and Eric Lee. Eric Lee's the CFO now. Mm-hmm. And he made a deal with them. He's like, hey, give me three years. And this was at the start of the company when they first made a franchise. I mean, they maybe had two summers of the actual Bahama Bucks, but they didn't really, they weren't like, oh my gosh, this is going to go places. And he said, give me two, no, three years and I'll have a hundred shops. Wow. Ambitious individual. Very. And it bit him in the butt hard. Because so, he didn't get there? It took him 20 years to get 20 stores. Mm. So he wasted, if you think about it, he wasted his 20s and his 30s before he made a profit. So he didn't go without it. He went without a check. For for 20 years. Yep. Wow. And And he had three kids and a wife. Yep. Oh my gosh. They say I wasn't an accident, but. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I bet all of you were. Yeah. (laughs) Dad's like, I can't focus on that. I got to focus on the business, honey. Boom. Yep. Here comes comes Zyler. But I mean, it took him a lot of hair loss. And when he had to move into his- He's bald, isn't he? Balder. Balder. I call it the mega mind. (laughs) The mega mind? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, he's a handsome devil too. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. And he's tall. And all you guys are good looking too. Oh, well, aside from Zyler, but- Yeah, except for Zyler, of course. Okay, but anyway, so your dad, 20 years to get 20 stores, so he was just grinding. Uh, yeah, absolutely grinding. And in the midst of that, Eric Lee, the CFO now, his wife passed away. Oh, my gosh. So my dad said, take a year, we'll keep paying you. Took his money that he was getting, 
and gave it to Mr. Lee. So there's wow. a whole another year. Yeah. Had to sell the house that we did live in because he used to be a stockbroker. So he still had some money left from that. Your dad or Eric? My dad. Your dad. And sold the house, turned it all into groceries. So Bahama Bucks was kind of a side gig for a while while your dad was a stockbroker. Went out to Arizona and said, uh, he went on Arizona for a business trip and was like, we have to put Bahama Bucks here. It'll Mm. do amazing. Like we have to. Well, yeah, it seems like the perfect location for it. And I mean, it is the perfect location. I mean, it's it's 110 every day. Every single day. Yeah. Christmas isn't bad. Yeah. No, it doesn't help at all. No, but it is, <laughs> it is kind of crazy that he spent 20 years building up a company that he actually believed in, and he still has that same drive today. Well, yeah, and the fact that he didn't quit, and I would obviously, we've talked about you know, getting your dad on. I would love to hear that story from him, too, because I am, you know, I do want to get into what you've done thus far, because you're 19, mm-hmm. and you do, you go to school, and you do marketing, Marketing of sorts. And you are the manager of a shop. And how many shops are in Lubbock? Four. Okay. And you're the manager of one of them? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's your schedule like? What's your day-to-day like? (laughs) Uh, Work. Work all the time. During the summer, it's work. Yeah. What about when you're going to school? Uh, School and then work, usually. It was a little easier with online school because you're slower during the winter hours. So you can do some of your school at the shop. Oh, yeah. That winter is tough. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the beauty of Bahama Bucks. You get to know who you're working with. Mm. And like, you get to really make the connections. Yeah. How many employees per store, just about? We have 28 right now at our shop. 28? That's and a lot. We're considered shorter staffed. Really? So what's like the average amount? 32. Jeez, man. And. I mean, I used to look at it and I was 15 when I started in the shops, really actually started in the shops. Mm-hmm. And I used to look at it and be like, oh man, like I could totally do this. Like, look how cool those older people are. And it's kind of weird. Whenever you work at a spot for a while, you realize, wow, I am that older person now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the person that they're watching. Yep. Like it's weird when you go. People are looking up shop. to you now. Yeah. And that's right. like a weird realization to have. Was it, has it been hard for you? growing up with i don't want to see your dad's famous per se but he has a lot of clout i mean he owns a company that's nationally na- nationally nationally nationally. <laughs> nationally known about so what was that like for you growing up um so everyone always looked at us and was like you are so rich yeah flat out a lie not flat the truth out. no and we were homeschooled growing up mm-hmm. so if that tells you anything, mm. my mom homeschooled us three boys at the same time for until high school. And so that's a long time. That is a really long <laughs> time, just especially three bo- and your brothers. Yeah. Um, but no, it definitely, it occurred. I wouldn't say occurred. It dawned on me pretty early when I started working in the shops that people will see you like that. But the thing is, is like, you have to go make your own name. And like when you're in the shops, you can't be like, I mean, I try to never bring up my dad, never bring up my mom. And I feel like I've done a good job as people see me as true now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've made a name for myself somewhat. And they don't see me as the owner's son. They see me as 
the manager. Right. But you're okay with, I don't want to say piggybacking off that, but utilizing the success of your father and then propelling that, propelling you into your future, whatever you want to be. Yeah. So that's not like an ego thing for you where you're like, oh, I got to go do my own thing as opposed to what my dad's doing and, you know, blaze my own trail or. Me and my dad, identical replicas. The only thing that I have in common with my mom is a messy car. Mm. That's about it. Yep. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. If she's listening. (laughs) Yeah. We love you, Mrs. Buchanan. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. It's been, I thought it would be harder because Zyler worked in the shop, almost got fired because he couldn't pass. We have tests at the shop. Like taste tests or? No, like like I can name any product on the menu and how many ounces go in of each thing and what the products are. Like, and I can write that. So, out. and you're, you're the youngest of three. So your mm-hmm. two older brothers didn't really care about getting into the. I would say they care. They care. They but, care a lot. Yeah. But I just have a people passion more than my brothers. Mm-hmm. It's not a snow cone business. It's a people business. Gotcha. And that's something that we've tried to, or my dad has tried to build the company on is like, let's say you, every movie is based off of like a hero Danzel in distress, gets taken away, builds up to the climax, falls off. Okay. If a mom brings in three kids, we're not the hero, right? She's the hero. The kids are in distress and we're the solution. Mm. And you can't look at yourself as the hero because like a little taste of success. Why would you stop there? Interesting. That's a very interesting analogy. It's crazy that you're 19 and you're able to articulate that. I did have Blake Buchanan as a father though. Yeah. Do, I mean, do. Yeah. You do. He's still alive. Hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy that your entire, I mean, at what point in your life did your dad, did it really seem to be like taking off Bahama Bucks? So as a kid, you always think whatever your dad does, you have no concept of money. You're like, this house costs a hundred dollars. And you're like, what? A hundred dollars? Like, I thought it would cost 50, like no con. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No idea of (laughs) any money. And I mean, if your dad owns a snow cone shop, whether that's one or that's thousands, you think he's the best person in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's how I've always thought. So you've always idolized your dad. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. I mean, gosh, if I could be half of him. I feel the same way about my dad. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly feel the same way about my dad too. But it was hard getting to a shop because we have to go through the hiring process and it's actually illegal for my parents to be like, hey, you're hey, give my son's going to. Yeah. So they don't interfere with anything. <clears throat> Oof. And whenever I got interviewed for manager, my mom usually does them. And she couldn't interview me. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's legit. So like I had clean slate. No one. I mean, I, I feel like I did it myself. Mm. And that's something really good to feel about. And that was ingrained in you. Yeah. Like your dad was not. Not going to give you handouts. No, not at all. Okay. And I was listening to Dave Ramsey, another podcast, mm-hmm. and it's a, about a family business. And one of the things he said was like, don't do the family business unless you're passionate about it. And I mean, I love the company. Yeah. Like it is ingrained into me to love the company. And it's ingrained into Zyler and Jet as well. Right. Absolutely. But uh, they're not as passionate about it as you are. No. Because Jet is a pilot. Yes. And Zyler 
training to become pilot and Zyler's an accountant. Yes. Okay. And those things can help Bahama Bucks. Now, not saying, sorry, I shouldn't say they're less passionate than me. I just have more of a people personality and I want to be in the shop. So I want to learn about it. Like I want to be on hand, help design stuff, tell them what flavors won't work and like actually have a Bahama Bucks mindset. Gotcha. Now I can't do what Zylot does. No chance. Yeah, he's smart, smart yeah. cookie, smart and, dude. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something that I feel called to do. Yeah, I think that's great. How long have you felt like that? Gosh, since I can remember. I mean, I always, I worked in the freaking back making flavors at corporate since I was like 12. So you were making flavors. Yeah. It's probably good to have a kid in there making flavors. Yeah. I mean, Cause you probably know the best ones to make. <laughs> I mean, pancakes what do you, and syrup ha- was my idea and it did not do well. Pancakes and syrup. Yeah. <laughs> how do you even concoct them? I mean, what, how do you, Oh man. There's I mean, so how do you, is there a it. secret recipe that you're not allowed to talk about or because I mean, I'm, I mean, that's so interesting that how many flavors do y'all have? Just over a hundred. Good Lord. What's the worst one? Tutti Frutti. It should be off the menu. We did a menu revamp and I don't know why it's still. What off. is Tutti Frutti? Exactly. <laughs> like nobody knows. Yeah. It's horrible. Just like cockroaches. Yeah. Just concentrate <laughs> into a little juice. It's, I mean, I no. apparently there's people that like it. Apparently. Well, there are people that like pickle juice. I mean, we, someone, you like pickle juice? Yes, I like pickle juice. I think you're probably a sociopath. (laughs) It's so good. We went, someone went and got Bahama Bucks for us the other day. And one of the people here got pickle juice and it just dumbfounds me. Like, how could you eat that? (laughs) Cause there's, if you think about it, there's such a wide array and it's, it's like a dessert, you know? So it's can't, it's essentially candy. You get to pick a candy. It's like someone going to the candy store and picking pickles. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. that is that I your mean, gut? you're right you're do you right. actually eat it like yeah. it you'll choose to eat that yeah oh my gosh dude it's so good are you the only person no that you know of no oh my gosh <laughs> really pickle juice is like a top flavor that is horrendous i mean blue coconut it's a top flavor is oh top i get flavor. blue coconut oh. and raspberry mix them up oh my god so you're the basic person that we talk about all yeah. the time. Yes, I'm the basic person. But I don't get Bahama Bucks all the time. Maybe like three times a year. Screw you. So <laughs> I really should start going more. Well, if I got a freaking gift card or something. Yeah, maybe. We'll work some out after yeah. this. Yeah. Okay, so you do, we touched on it earlier, you do marketing. Yes. For Bahama Bucks. And I think, you know, it's no secret that you have a TikTok. I do, yes. And I remember watching your TikTok a couple months ago and you did not have near the amount of followers that you have now. Obviously, yeah. you started with zero. Mm-hmm. And then there's an infamous video of your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Who? What does she do in the company? Uh, she is the chief. Uh, chief of staff. She, she, <laughs> she deals with all of the checks that go out to shops and in corporate. Oh, so she's money. Money. Yeah. Gotcha. So <laughs> I think the video was her in front of a Maserati. Yes. So it's her Maserati. It's her Maserati. Yes. Okay. So she is a very, how do I put this? She's very proper. Mm-hmm. And she always drives a nice car. She had a Jaguar F-Type before that, 
which is really nice car. Nice car. And then she got a Maserati because she could only fit herself in her purse and her Jaguar. And her purse is ginormous. Yeah. Just, I mean. Right. Stacked with money. Yeah. Yep. She just carries around gold bars. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, she's got it. No. So actually, I didn't tell her to say that in the video. What does she say? So I walk in and I say, hey, Teddy, what car do you drive? And she says, a Mazda. And then I say, a Mazda. She says, yeah, a Mazda Brati. And then you get a shot of, we're going to clip that in somehow so that everyone can see that, or at least hear it. And it's just her in front of the Maserati. Yep. So I checked, I looked at your page the other day and I think that had 30 million views Yep. on TikTok. So was that your one video that once it started, I mean, cause it seemed like that one, cause you, how long ago did you start this? Three months, probably <clears throat> three months ago. Mm-hmm. And you're at, 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So what kind of videos were you making before that? Oh, man, everything. I was just sticking with Bahama Bucks. So everything I did was Bahama Bucks. But compared to 2.6 billion people, Bahama Bucks is a speck in the space. I mean, a lot of people know about Bahama Bucks, but not 2.6 billion people. And 2.6 billion is the amount of TikTok users. Yes. Sorry, I should have clarified That's that. It's okay. But... um. So I was grabbing from a very small pool of people, very small. And that amount may not have TikTok. And so I was like, I need to gather from other places and draw them towards Bahama Bucks. So let's say I did a, gosh, a food or not a food. That's a bad example. Like a dancing video. Which TikTok's very trendy. So those dancing videos pop off. Mm -hmm. And let's say I did a dancing video and it's a huge amount of people. I can gather a few of them and redirect them towards Bahama Bucks. Mm, so, okay. So you have the brand in mind ultimately. Yes. Always. But you're going to piggyback off of everything that's already mm-hmm. popping off yep. to pull people in yep. to where you see the brand going. Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's harder to do than you would think. Oh, it is hard to do. So if you have, I am about to add 100,000 followers, which is crazy to me. I mean, there were two months in there where no one cared about me when I was making TikToks, And you were getting just just a couple hundred views maybe. And I'd spend so much time on them. I was so dedicated because I knew something would hit. Kind of sucked that it didn't hit earlier. And I had a few like 100,000, 500,000 views. Nothing like that though. And that video probably took me 20 seconds. That's what she always And that's the one that popped off. Yeah. The one that took you 20 seconds to edit. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when I learned. What does that say about freaking yeah. people? <laughs> and that's one thing that I do like about TikTok is like, it doesn't matter what you post. It can get the views and get the people. Yes. But it also kind of sucks because you're like, this is a kick-ass video. Yeah. And it flops. Just, I mean, there's a thousand views out the window. But what's your mentality behind TikTok? I think, do you see it as just an automobile for what's an ultimate goal that you have for that so i actually help write the ambassador program for tiktok and we have influencers over the country so the biggest one is dylan hamilton and he has 1.1 million followers and he does bahama bucks videos and he was there before me but not only not only bahama bucks or not only bahama bucks videos did he start by doing bahama bucks videos no but then he posted one and it got like Gosh, it got like 25 million views. And then he just found 25 million. What was he talking about? 
It's just him making a snow cone. Oh, so he was an employee. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we made the ambassador program. So like, if you have a certain amount of followers, you get, we send you things. If you get a certain amount of likes, we send you things. Um, and we have, gosh, 10 people doing it right now. 12 people. 12 ambassadors who all have that amount. I mean, close to that amount of followers. Gosh, no. I wish. Not even close to a million. No. Close to 100,000? No. Okay. They're all starting fresh. Are y'all paying them? No. But just, if they get the followers. Because I feel like a million followers mm-hmm. like that's big that's a lot of people that you're getting in front of yeah and putting a brand in front of so that's why we had to create it because hey you can't be drinking and do a tiktok mm. like about Bahama bucks like we don't want you ruining the brand <laughs> okay so you cannot you can't drink and be a i mean there are things that you can do with being an ambassador yes. and things you can't do Yes. And that is that, do you know if that's typical of other companies? I have no idea. But there's no, is there any advertisement? I mean, is Corporate Bahama Bucks paying these people? They're not paying them any money, but they're giving them. So if you were to put a billboard out and you knew 100,000 would people would see it, how much would you pay? A lot of money. Okay. I mean, that's, that's I think, I mean, at least 100,000. 100, I mean, like, <laughs> I I feel like $10,000 at least or something. Yeah. But. We look at it and we're like, oh, let's spare these people $500 if they get that amount. Mm, so it's based on performance. Yes. Because if someone's doing 27 views, which is uncommon, like we don't, not necessarily that we don't want that, but like, why would we pay you 500 for that? You get what I'm saying? Yep. That makes sense. So that's there's certain levels and like if you get verified you get to meet my dad which verified on tiktok is really hard to do now just because it's so gosh there's so many people on it that make videos not just watch but back to the uh drinking and making a tiktok there's also like you can't use certain sounds like we don't want you to do a sound to whap in Bahama Right, Bucks yeah. yeah. Like we, <laughs> Rightfully we, so. Some wet uh, Bahama Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? We, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. That's not our brand. We're a family-friendly corporation. Family-friendly. Yeah, and we don't need that. Good. That's not what we need. That's not the... We're not trying to pull that market. We're trying to get the kids. We're trying to get the moms. We're trying to get the dads that want to take their kid out. Stuff like that. After school. Yes. Late night like fun that. thing. Yes. Yep. And so that's who we're trying to market to. Okay. And we've tried to select individuals that have different video styles. Like we don't want the same thing from every single person. And that's also been tough because why wouldn't you do the trend? But it, to me, it seems like, sorry to cut you off. To me, it seems like once someone gets to a million followers, well, then it's not just Bahama Bucks that they could promote. No. And then they can promote themselves mm-hmm. and maybe do something they're passionate about. Well, they already got this big fan base. Maybe now they want to go play guitar on TikTok and then they get 2 million followers. Yeah. And then Fender comes and says, hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars. And that's kind of turning someone into a walking brand, which I feel like most social media activists or influencers are today. I mean, they're walking brands. And for you, I kind of want to get back to you because for you, you're the son of the guy who created Bahama Bucks, but you found success just 
you know, utilizing that mm -hmm. and being that influencer for Bahama Bucks by making creative content. Like if it, if some grandma had just said the Maserati thing, not affiliated with Bahama Bucks, that would have popped off because that's funny. And the way that you did the videography behind it was she says, you know, I drive a Mazda, a Maserati, and then it's like she's like laying in front of it and there's flashing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when you go to create something, what kind of things are you thinking about? So first one would be, who am I marketing? Who who do I want? So who's your audience? Video? Yes. Who do I want to like the video, share it, comment it, all of that stuff. And then I'm also thinking about, do I want it to look professional or do I want it to look homemade? If that makes sense. Yes, it makes total sense. Because some people don't want to see a professional video on TikTok. Yes. And they'll they'll swipe up as soon as they see something like yeah. that. Yeah. But then there's people or who scroll down. Swipe. I mean swipe up. Whatever you're gonna do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like the swipe left and right. Yeah. I have no idea what like the like, what app that is. And I'm like Whatever. Hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um it is it is difficult because if I would have used a different sound Sounds are one of the biggest parts on TikTok. If I would have used a different one, would it have gotten more or would it have gotten less? Mm -hmm. Like, who knows? I mean, 30 million is a big number. Yeah. Like, so would it, it have probably would have gotten 60? less. Would it have gotten 60, though? Ah, uh, okay. Would it have gotten 10? Would it have gotten 1,000 views? Are you pulling from sounds that are already popular? That one, I just was searching through sounds and I was like, Hey, that's, I had no idea why I was filming it. I just filmed it, mm. filmed it. And then I was like, what sound goes with the drop? Cause I know I needed all the words in there and I needed the ending and that sound just happened to match up. So in terms of getting big on TikTok, what is the science behind understanding the app? Well, gosh. <laughs> so from what I've understood is there are three guys who wrote the analysis or analytics for how the algorithm works for TikTok. And at the top, it's rewatching the video. So if you rewatch it, it's huge. It'll send it out to more people. If you click on their profile, next level. If you share it, if you comment, if you like. Likes are nothing. Likes are nothing on nothing. TikTok? Absolutely nothing. Sharing is sending a TikTok bot via text to someone else. Or on TikTok. Or through Snapchat. Or okay. through anything. <clears throat> And those are the biggest ones. So like rewatching, like if I look at my average watch time on that TikTok, the TikTok was 10 seconds long and the average watch time is 12.8 seconds. Oh, so people are rewatching it. Mm -hmm. And it's been watched over a hundred thousand hours. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Which is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I can't even do the calculations. <laughs> I don't think we've been alive head. that long. It, it's a it's a long time. maybe we have if you're a math whiz look it up yeah <laughs> please calculate it yeah a hundred thousand but anyway that's crazy dude yeah and my one of the hardest things is seeing a video flop because you know other people see it your friends yes. who follow you yes they see it yeah and if it's you're doing something stupid and it flops you can't delete it i mean you can but they know yeah they know it was there yeah and for me because I have an Instagram for my real estate page and I tried to go not doing the status quo where realtors just do every realtor really does the same thing on social media. I was like, okay, well, how am I going to differentiate myself? So I started making, you know, I made a video where I dressed up as Bob Ross 
and talked about real estate for a minute and that one popped off and yeah. blew up. Now I wish I would have used a different medium. I wish the medium I used would have been TikTok because it probably would have worked out better, but I still did very well. But I've made videos that have just completely tanked. They get no likes or they get likes, but that's just my friends. And then my friends are just commenting on them because they feel bad, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So just finding that, and I think TikTok is the perfect atmosphere for, yeah, you can have a video that flops, but if you hit something, yeah, if you hit something that clicks to other people and it's by using those trendy things. So not that I've given up on my Instagram or anything, thing like that. I haven't. I'm actually trying to make Instagram reels, which we can talk about too. Yeah. Those are, I'm not as knowledgeable at those, but close to the same thing. Well, it seems like everything's trying to copy TikTok. It is. I mean, like yes. Instagram's copying it. YouTube's copying it. Facebook's copying it. Snapchat's a big Snapchat's one. Snapchat's copying it too. They give out a million dollars a day. Just for those types of videos Snapchat does? Good Lord. Crazy. I oh mean, my God. Yeah. That's insane. But also like back to the TikTok thing. Yeah, get back to it. You can't like whenever you're creating those videos. So when I was doing it for 2 months, didn't have anything hit. I was like, this is pointless. And the reason I wanted to start it is I was like, I know there's a market for it. Like I've seen people make a shaved ice on TikTok with Bahama Buck stuff. No, without. Oh, and I'm okay. Like, Ours looks <clears throat> so much better. They're way more well-made yes better quality higher quality product yeah and i'm like it could do so much better and i was like we have to get on it like we have to do it and so i was like well i'll do it like hire me at corporate and i'll make TikToks two days out of the week for five hours so you approached that idea to your dad mm -hmm. and, and one thing i did beforehand was i used to reach out to artists like uh bands and i'd be like hey huge fan my dad started Bahama Bucks. You guys have done a lot for me without knowing it. Can I just send you guys a care package of all Bahama Bucks stuff? You don't have to post it. You don't have to do anything. Did anybody respond? Yeah, I had a bunch of people. What kind of bands? Like Wrightfield. Do you know who they are? Oh, yeah. The guys in Arkansas? Yeah. So I actually went and met up with them in Dallas while I was in Dallas. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, we made a video together. And it's just kind of weird how like the things worked out. I wasn't even thinking about TikTok when I was doing this. Mm. And so met up with him. I mean, I have a Snapchat. I talk to him sometimes. I'm supposed to go to his concert, go backstage, just like crazy connections. Mm -hmm. And he's supposed to play with Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, really? And it's just like next steps. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and then another guy I met was Alex Ojeda. 4.3 billion followers or million followers on TikTok. Yeah, billion would be a little bit yeah, excessive. Little, <laughs> little um, it's like Justin Bieber level. Yeah. And he's had he's had like six TikToks accounts that he makes. Like the famous dentist, the TikTok famous dentist, he like started their account and grew it. And HEB, they like paid him to do TikToks with him. And like crazy stuff like that. Like he he bought a Ferrari. And he's my age. Mm. Like crazy stuff. Just based off his knowledge of social media and how it works. And what he does, since he has 4.3 million followers, he'll reach out to a resort and say, hey, pay for my stay and I'll make videos about your resort. Ah, genius. So I'm actually going to the Bahamas with him on Monday. Ooh, really? Completely paid for. Just to make, I mean, your dad's paying for it? No, the resort paid for it. Well, what are y'all going to do? Just make TikToks about that resort. I don't have to. He does. Well, are you going to do any Bahama Buck stuff? 
probably. Well, you have to. You're in the Bahamas. I, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. The crazy thing is, dude, is like this. I don't want to say it's a cheat code or like a cheat it sheet, is. but it really is a cheat sheet. Yeah. Like it's a cheat sheet to success. Yeah. If you can, if you're your age, you're 19 or you're young or whatever, and you can, or even if you're older or whatever, but you can understand trends and you can understand how people think that you're, that are your age and you go, okay, what would I want to see? What would I laugh at? What would I think? And for some people, that's completely different. But for the masses, a lot of it is the same. Yeah. So, and then you capitalize on that. And then you start getting 100,000 followers. And then you get two. And then you get four. And then you get eight. And next thing you got two million followers. And you got all these brands reaching out. It's like an untamed frontier. Yeah. And I think Instagram probably started that. Yeah, definitely. With becoming like an influencer. And then you had Vine. And now you got these YouTube. You got the Paul brothers. And you got these YouTube celebrities. But TikTok to me, is the culmination of all the best parts of those things into one app. Yep. And my buddy and I talked, my producer and I, my producer, talked about this on the last podcast because I don't I don't keep TikTok on my phone. Yeah. Because it's so dangerous. It is. I mean, it's like it's, like it's reading your mind. No, it absolutely it is. 100, I think the algorithm on TikTok is the most dangerous thing ever. Yeah, and no one knows how it works. It's just like... Like people will say it'll send it to a small group, depending on how that does. It'll send it to a bigger group, then a bigger group. And, and somehow, then, but it's like the more you watch it, the more the more catered to you are. Yeah. The more videos you're watching, we're like, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch this. Yeah. It's insane. Like I'm not going to see anything about hockey on there. Right. Of course. I mean, and the best time, what, when do you use TikTok the most? I mean, you make videos, but when I have TikTok on my phone, when I go take it down. Yep. Sitting on the toilet. Absolutely. Pull up, tick, and I'm excited about it. And my brain's going, ooh, we're about to get some good. Yeah. And then TikTok, and I'm in within three videos, I'm laughing out loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's great. It's great. It is. Yes. But there will be a downfall of TikTok eventually. You think so? I think so. See, yeah. I I just think it's it is good. But, but I'm sure people saying this about Instagram back. 10, eight years ago, maybe whatever. Yeah. When it was in its prime. But I don't know how you can top it, it, man. It is hard. But then we didn't even know about TikTok five years ago, six years ago. I didn't know about a year ago, dude. Yeah. And like we lived without it. And there's something else we're living without. Yes. We just don't know it yet. We don't know it yet. That is freaky. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Yeah. And like, okay, something I always think about is like, what will the next invention be? Well, like, what will I not be able to live without in five years? Well, and what I think is going to be, it's going to get, it's going to creep more and more into your brain, you know? Because yeah. TikTok's the first app where I truly feel like when I have it, I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how after an hour of scrolling, the guy pops up, he's like, hey, man, wait, time to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> and you're like, shut up, <laughs> yeah. shut up. <laughs> and you keep scrolling. <laughs> and then you start feeling really bad about yourself. Yeah. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it hooks you and it lodges itself into your brain. So it makes sense that brands would be flocking to this app and honestly putting all of their eggs in this basket. Now, YouTube, I think, is never going anywhere. And I think YouTube, if anything, is going to be the rival of everything that comes. Like if TikTok lives and dies, you know, YouTube is always 
Because you can you can fix things from YouTube. Yes. You can it's so malleable. look up a very specific play that you need to see in the 1999 NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. The exact quarter and the exact time. Yes. It's like a diction. It's like a thesaurus or something. I yeah. mean, no, it really, it is. really is. And it always will be like that. Yeah. Well, and then you look at like, you know, a guy like Mr. Beast. I'm sure you know who Mr. Beast oh, yeah. is. He gets like a million views an hour. Yeah. It seems like when he posts new videos and, and then a week later, his videos got 25 million views or something. But when he first posted, it's like a million views an hour, 2 million after five hours, 5 million. And then it obviously drops off, but still the amount of money that dude's raking in is probably insane. And that's also the weird thing about TikTok and why it's, I don't want to say so hard, but it is so hard because I have almost a hundred thousand followers and my video that I did with my mom has a thousand views on it. When did you do that? Mm, eight hours ago. So the, the, the base is not as loyal as a subscriber. Well, you know how you have the following in the for you. Mm-hmm. Not many people go to the following. Oh, I, I, I'm yeah. never there. Exactly. Why would you be? So like, how do I get those views? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you think you do? No idea. You just got to hit it. And I mean, that's what I wish I knew. What's your, what's your second most popular video? Probably the one after that where I used the sound from the TikTok. So, um, you know, if you click on the bottom, you have the sound that you can click on. Mm-hmm. So people wanted me and Teddy talking as a sound. So I made one right after that and it has 2 million views on it. And like you saying, Hey grandma, what car do you drive? And there's like a thousand videos to it, which isn't like a crazy amount. Cause people can piggyback off that. Yeah. So they just reenacted it, but they all use a Mazda. Mm, Okay. So like, so I think you've, so your two highest grossing videos have your grandmother in them. Mm-hmm. So have you been like, okay, well, I got to use Grammy. Well, back to it. Not that you many, should, I hate, so that's yeah. weird. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to say. I got to use my grandma to get views. Yeah. No, but it's kind of, so back to what I said, there's 2.4 million billion people on TikTok in how many of my followers are seeing what I post. Mm. So can I really use Teddy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be new people each time. Ah. So even if I get just a picture of me, if I get a hundred million views on it, and then I post one two days later, completely new people. Right. But don't you think it's going to be some of the same people that saw it? Because it's like, oh, they were interested in this and they watched this for 10, 12 seconds, 10 second long video. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's some of them, but how many, I mean, you just don't know that number. Yeah. So what is your, in terms of Bahama Bucks, because I think you've, you did the viral things and I'm sure you're going to continue to do that, tying it back to the brand and then the kind of the future of the brand, or at least where you see this potentially going. Cause you're on the forefront, you're, you're on the frontier of marketing yeah of the future of marketing and advertising mm-hmm. and you're right up there mm-hmm. and kind of leading the charge yep i mean you you may think of it of yourself as kind of a small fry because you're looking at this guy who has a million followers and you're like mm-hmm. okay well when am i getting a million yeah or whatever so what do you how do you kind of see 
or the ultimate goal in why you're doing these videos? I would say the ultimate goal is a, and back to the 600 views. If I post video and it gets 600 views, that's still 600 more people that saw it. Mm. And like, you have to keep that in mind. You can't think, oh my gosh, only blank amount of people saw it. I need to take it down. No, you still gained a certain amount of followers from that. You still got a certain amount of likes. You still grew. And like growth is always good. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. It's like, no matter what I post, growth is good. And I would say my end goal would be for people to look at me and not think True Buchanan, but first think of Bahama Bucks. And really? that sounds weird because some people would say, well, I'd want them to be, oh, True Buchanan is supporting Bahama Bucks. But I have, I mean, I want to take over the company someday. Takeover sounds like a horrible thing. Well, no, but it makes sense. I mean, it. But I want it to be like, I'm planning for my future. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if people know who I am, but if they know what Bahama Bucks is, that's better for me than them knowing who I am. Gotcha. And that's been my mindset from the start. Mm. And now it may not be the most beneficial to me right now. Like, yeah, I would love to be just absolutely huge. But if you look at my videos, I'm in maybe 15 of them. Maybe. They're mostly other people or they're mostly what's going on at Bahama Bucks. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I just don't have that desire to be famous. Like, like I do. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, I think what you're touching on is when you're talking about marketing, the goal and all these social media apps, they allow you to do this. It's really to be known by everybody and constantly known by everybody. And if, I mean, you could hypothetically go knock a bunch of doors and do that, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what people had to do back in the day. And people still do that and kill it because that's a dying art form mm -hmm. and people make a lot of money doing that still. But now you have the ability to literally be in front of everybody at all times mm -hmm. because who doesn't look at their phone for three hours a day? Yeah. I mean, 90% of people probably do. And it's like they're walking around the TV screen that you can be on at some point in their day and maybe they're not consciously thinking about it, but subconsciously it's going, oh, that guy, oh, oh, blah, 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 blah. And for me, it's like, okay, they think about real estate and then boom, I want to be the first person they think of. Yeah. Or someone thinks about dessert. Boom. You want to be the first person they think of or not you, but the brand yeah. home bucks for you. It's the brand for me. It's me. Yeah. Cause you are the brand. I am the brand. Yeah. I'm branding myself. Yeah. So I have to, I have to be that person. Mm -hmm. I have, and that's what I want to do because ultimately, cause I'm sure we both have similar goals and visions in life, of what we want to do and where we want to go. Ultimately it's like, I would like to obviously make a lot of money to support people and, and give a lot away, but at the same time, like being honestly, I want to have a lot of money too, just for my own yeah. personal reasons, you know, and not that I want to live a flashy lifestyle or, or anything like that, but, um, this is the way that I see that getting there is going to be not only the easiest, but the most efficient. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that you're 19 years old is not a, it's not a crutch where, and that's why things are changing. So the, the dynamic has shifted so crazily because you can't look at someone who's 19 years old anymore. If you're 50 and be like, Oh, just quit fooling yeah. around. You're doing some, go get a job or whatever. 
It's like, no, you can be 19 and be making millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And that's insane and yeah. unprecedented in human history. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. <laughs> it's like crazy. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but you got to, you know, you got to hold on to it and just freaking go. Yeah. And that's what I tried to do. Yeah. And I think you're doing a great job of it. I mean, it seems like you are learning and you're figuring out exactly how that app works. I mean, the fact that you can talk about the algorithm, I, I bet there are people with millions of followers on TikTok that don't know what the algorithm is doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just kind of figure it out themselves. Yeah. But the fact that you're studying it is fantastic. You're already putting yourself ahead of the curve. Yeah. Trying to. Trying to. Yeah. But you have the brand in mind. Mm-hmm. You have like ultimately, and I, I guess this would be a question for your dad as well, but the ultimate goal or one of the ultimate goals of Bahama Bucks, what do you think that is? For me? What? Yeah. What is it for you? And if I have your dad on, which I would love to, I'd love to talk to him about that too. This is going to sound like the weirdest goal you've ever heard in your life. Do you remember the logo games that you used to play on your phone? Yeah. I want to be like number top five. Like they're like, oh, that's Bahama Most Bucks. knowledgeable logos, like yep. like the Golden Arches. Yep. Or Chick-fil-A. Yep. Yeah, I mean, or Nike. Yeah, you know it. Yep. Everyone knows it. Like that's where I want to be. So that's a multi-billion dollar Billion. company. Uh, capital B. Yeah. Is there a... We don't have to, you know, you don't have to disclose this. Is there a net worth attributed to, because I've seen the video of your dad's, you asked your dad what his net worth is and he yeah. just knows it by the scent yeah. <laughs> or something or whatever. He, he answers it in snow cones. <laughs> oh, so he answered it, was, it in snow cones? It was how many snow cones we made last year, which was 8,431,000 something. Mm. And he knows cool. that. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's not monetary? He wasn't talking about money? No. Okay. But I mean, 8 million snow cones times average snow cones, like 450. Right. You can do the math. Yeah. The other. The (laughs) math. The math adds up. Okay. So do you know what the company's company is valued at or anything like that? I have no idea. Does your dad know? I mean, I'm sure your dad Most likely, but I have no idea. Yeah, your dad's got to know. A million (laughs) dollars. Yeah. $10, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. The house is worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have your dad on talk to him about that too. Yeah. But the fact that, I mean, you're already doing what you're doing is insane. And I never feel, I was listening to another podcast. I listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah, me too. And one of the things the guy said was like, how could you be satisfied? Like if you did something that no one in your family has done, hey, start a TikTok. This is how it related to me get a ton of views on a TikTok. Why would you be satisfied with that? Mm. Everyone's telling you, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I mean, people are like, ooh, am I able to talk or like be by you? I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Like, it's really not. You're not a celebrity. No, like so many, so many videos go viral. And like, it kind of hit me hard because I was like, wow, I did kind of like stop doing it for a little bit. I didn't care about it as much. And I was like, why did I stop being hungry? Mm -hmm. And it was just like all these ideas coming at me again. Cause I'll be driving, turn on the music as loud as I can. Just some rave music, some country, some rock, anything. Just turn it up all the way, roll down my windows and just be like, what are ideas? And just sit there and think. 
A lot of them don't go through. <laughs> right. You filter them, obviously. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. I kind of do a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And then you find you get you get fixated on something and you're like, oh, we got to do that. Yeah. For me, like the podcast is one of those things where my buddy Kyle, who helps me make this or we make it together, he texts me. He's like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I was like, yeah, I actually have. And he's like, we should try and do something. I was like, okay. Three, four, four weeks later, we're doing this. Yeah. So, and we've become obsessed with it. So we, I mean, after we film this one, we're going to go edit the one we did the other night, Yeah. you know, and then we'll probably spend hours editing this one too. But it's something that, and I'm trying to hit at like what you said at the beginning, how passionate you were about Bahama Bucks. And like Dave Ramsey said, if you're not passionate about something about the family business, don't do it. Like you're passionate about it, which makes you have those moments where you're like, oh my God, if I don't do this, it's like an itch. It's if I don't do this, I don't know, I'm going to freak out. And then you're going to be hyper-focused on it all night and then you're not going to be able to sleep. And then, you know, that's the obsessive nature of success a lot of times. Yeah. But it's gotten to you you to where you're at now. It's like if I don't make a snow cone for like two days, I'm like, I have to. Well, that's different. <laughs> I have I to make a that. snow cone. <laughs> oh my God. How many do you eat, do you think? Uh, I mean, when you've worked a week. for so long. A week. That's a lot ten, of sugar, but you're seven. you're skinny though. Seven. It's a lot of sugar, boy. Well, all right. Yeah. I think we covered TikTok a lot and just marketing in general. But I kind of want to dig more into you and probably your family. (laughs) 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 I'm not laughing. I mean, I want to dig into you. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But the, uh, I want to talk more about Bahama Bucks the mission of Bahama Bucks, maybe like your dad a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you, does Bahama Bucks have any aspirations outside of snow cone stuff? Yeah, so that's something that I've really tried to push Bahama Bucks. And okay, by push, I mean like tap. I mean, I don't have a lot of power. Power. I mean, here and there. Not much but, you can do though. Yeah. I mean, I have to earn my respect there first. Um, but I would say like what Red Bull does. Red Bull is just an energy drink. And then it's this entire X games. You got the Baja five sports, you got everything. Right. And they're just like known for that gaming, everything. Yes. And like, I want Bahama Bucks to be like that in a perfect world. Do you think your dad has aspirations for that? Yeah. But you also have to think of him as he started the business. Mm-hmm. He He's, sees it how it's always been. Yes. <laughs> Which gotcha. isn't a bad thing. I mean, look where it's got him. Right. And it's got him to amazing. Oh, lives. yeah. No one's arguing that. So why would you stop something that's working? Gotcha. Kind of but thing. you as an heir mm-hmm. maybe are thinking about change. Yeah. And some of the change would be a little different. Like something I've really tried to push would be make our clothing for the people, not for the avalanche crew. The avalanche crew is the people who work in the shops. So for the people like the customers? Yeah. I want the people, the customers to wear our merch because it's awesome. Mm. We make stuff because it looks good in the shops. Because, I mean, you have to wear a Bahama Buck shirt to work. So I want it to be people wear it outside of work. Like you see it in Tilly's. Mm. Hypothetically. Okay. Paxson. Anyway. Gap. Okay. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. 
Like we have a little snow logo that I'm about to get tattooed on my wrist. A snow logo? Snow logo, yes. Yeah, a snow snow go? Snow low. Snow low. Yeah. Seems like it should be snow go. No, that sounds like no go. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does, but um snow low. Yeah, and it's just a, a snow little logo. snow cone. And like I think it would be awesome on like any shirt. Like if you just had plain black shirt, right? If you just had a tiny little white stitch snow cone on it, just gives it some sort of character. So that's delving into more of the fashion industry. Yeah. Which you and seem like, like a fashionable individual. Thank you. And you got a mullet and you're wearing a checkered shirt and I do what I can. Yeah. But you got chains on. <laughs> you don't have your ears pierced yet or your fingers painted, which I don't think you should Thank probably you. do in the business world. Maybe for TikTok. Right. Um but no, like that's a whole market that we can get into that we haven't. Mm. And then there's also like, gosh, there's so many like making mixers that you could sell at Costco. Like, cause our flavors are amazing. Has your dad thought about doing that? I've talked to him about it. How would you even do? Cause I mean, that to me seems like once you do that, I mean, it'd be game over potentially in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Like just market domination because yeah. for y'all i think the end goal is like anytime anyone thinks of a snow cone they think about home bucks yeah which is what i do already but then what if anytime anyone thinks of alcohol which we're not in the industry of but they think of oh my gosh the mixture that bahama bucks has would go great with blank rum vodka yeah anything have you thought about maybe doing that in a store or in so there's some legal issues that we got into with like the corporate giants of cheddars and all of them so we actually can't sell alcohol at bahama bucks why what where does cheddars come in so they have a thing called bahama breeze i think and they sell alcohol and there it's like a uh, chipotle okay and so the thing that they did was we came to an agreement that if we don't sell alcohol, they won't sue us because they said they had the name before and they have tons well, of Can money. you name it anything other than Bahama Breeze? Well, the thing is, is do you really want to fight like <coughs> Cheddar's, Jason's Deli, Olive Garden? But right, but I'm saying if you made an alcohol. Yeah, no, no, no. So we can't sell them in shop. Right. But outside of shop, I'm not sure. I would want to. Maybe not have alcohol in it. So alcohol will never be sold in a Bahama Wick store. No. Okay. But you can have a, maybe a sister company. Sister company would be my ideal. So one of the ideas I actually had was to have a thing called Bahama Wicks after dark. And it would be about at 8 PM, the front sign would change to dark neon. And that's when we started selling alcoholic snows. Mm, that's so a like really good idea, menu. Truman. But well, it's alcoholic snows. Well, and I think what you're doing with that but it's weird because you're dancing this line between family friend friendly and not but it's like nickelodeon during the day you got nick but at night you got nick at night yeah and you're watching full house yeah and and others i don't know george lopez <laughs> you might be too young for that yeah but same concept yeah i think but then like do we lose that family friendly right ideology from would that, that fly with your dad I yeah. think is a real question. And no, it won't. <laughs> but maybe a sister company. 
Because like I know we have the best flavors in the world. No one else has our flavors. We make our own. That's why they're so much better. Every other snow cone place buys from the same person. But we make our own. They flavors. buy from the same company? Yeah. There's like three companies <clears throat> that you can buy from. And they buy from those. And so that's what makes Bahama Bucks unique. And our snow is snow. Like it's completely different. Mm. It's a different, cons- and that's true. Cause I remember yeah. going to the snow cone shop when I was a kid. No, Bahama. Are we recording by the way? Okay. Yes. No, I mean this, it was very crunchy ice. It's just ice. It's just ice. It's just crunchy. It's melted ice. And but, ours is snow. Yeah. Yells snow. It's legitimately snow. I mean, it's, yeah. it melts in your mouth. It's not crunchy. It's powdery. And I think it, probably absorbs much more of the flavor than just a crunchy icicle. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy like how we have to import the ice from like Antarctica and stuff. Y'all import your ice. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, I'm going to that would be so freaking cool, but so yeah. expensive. So expensive. <laughs> what if you had a storage of ice from Antarctica? I mean, and you just kept it. It'd probably taste horrible. Yeah, but what if it was like 150 bucks a snow cone? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, tell your dad to bring me on. You yeah. and I could do some marketing things. Yeah. It'd be crazy. I'm like, yo, Mr. Buchanan, we're going to Antarctica. I don't care how much money. Let's get there. Let's fill a cargo. <laughs> Let's fill a cargo plane up with ice and fly it back. He's like, you know, it's going to melt. I'm like, it's not no. going to melt. <laughs> Trust me. We're going to cool the plane. We crash halfway over. <laughs> we crash. <laughs> yeah, AC 130. <laughs> Anyways, back to the smart talk. So alcoholic. Um, I mean, I know I am just kidding. <laughs> alcoholic, <laughs> an alcoholic snow cone yeah. restaurant, which they already exist. Yeah. Maybe not just snow cones, but they sell but like, like an Eskimo hut. Do they have branded cups? No, they have styrofoam cups. It's trashy in there. Yes. Like how nice would it be to go to an alcoholic place? Same price, maybe less. And it's, clean nice the people working there are clean and it's like friendly service right but then you're kind of dancing along the line of okay if people can come in here and buy alcohol here is it more of a liquor store or is it gonna be kind of like a club or a bar i mean where do you draw the line with Eskimo Hut? do you think that's a liquor store i mean i know they have it's kind of a liquor store yeah, yeah. Kind of, i mean they have like i've never been in there but well they so they they sell beer they sell um, they got, you know, fridges of beer and then I don't think they, they sell any handles of liquor. They might, but you buy Kyle saying, no, they don't, but you buy the smoothies or the drinks and those have liquor in them, or you buy jello shots or gummy shots yeah. or, or gummy infused alcohol, alcohol infused gummies or something like that. And it's also kind of a weird balance of like, where do you hold your morals? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really want to sell alcohol to people? And like yeah. nothing wrong with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like there's not. Right. But there is a line to it. Of course. And like, it's like if you could be a billionaire, but you sell meth. Yeah. Like but meth is not that? alcohol. You're right. You're right. <laughs> alcohol has already gone through a prohibition era. Yeah. And we saw how bad that was for America to prohibit alcohol from people because people drink alcohol habitually, but not everyone drinks it in excess. Like someone gets home from work and has a beer. After, yeah. That's an American thing to do. I mean, <laughs> you sit American. down, you crack open a beer and you sit in front of the TV and watch football. football. Yeah. Yep. 
on Sunday, crack open a beer, watch football. Like, yep. so it's not necessarily immoral. People can do immoral things with it, just like they can do immoral things with, you anything. know, TV or yeah. media or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Yeah. It's biblical too. Alcohol yeah. is a biblical thing. I mean, it is in the Bible. Jesus, yeah. God drank wine. Yeah. Jesus drank wine. I mean, he made wine. He made wine and he drank it. Yeah. So. There's that for you. Yeah. There's that for everybody to get educated on. So let's just say hypothetically 10 years down the road, you're yeah. 29, you're 30 and you're, you know, your dad's only going to be 60 something at that point. Yeah. So he'll start, he'll, he'll probably be in charge until he's dead. Don't you think? Yep. Yeah. He's Absolutely. that kind of guy, a guy who starts on a company like that. I mean, until his health starts debilitating, which hopefully that's 40 years from now or 50 or who knows, maybe they've made medicine that makes you go even further, but well, it's a long time down the road and you're in your fifties or in your sixties. Do you think you'll still care about that? Cause eventually you're going to graduate college and you're going to immediately go start, you're going to start working for Bahama Bucks, which I would argue that, you know, you could probably do that without a college degree, but that's a different story. <laughs> so you go work with Bahama Bucks and you're going to start really having a say in the broader operations of the company. Hopefully. And so this is one idea that you have, even though you're 19, to me, you tell me that I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. Like it doesn't sound, and I'm five years older than you, four years older than you. I'm, I, and I'm not like. You still have knowledge over me. Yes, I have a little bit more life experience, but I think even if you tell a 30 year old that they're like, or a 40 year old, they're like, dude, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like, cause you're tapping into a completely different market. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's tough to, do you brand it as Bahama Bucks? Think about having a head start. You put Bahama Bucks on something, people know what it is. Most people. So like, boom, head start. But then does that hurt your brand recognition? Mm, mm -hmm. Or do you just do the Olive Garden Cheddars thing? You had no idea they were related. What? They're related? Same company. Did you know that? I had no idea. And so I like, freaking love Olive Garden and Cheddars. Yeah. So like. That makes total sense now. Yeah. And like they did it without saying, hey, this is Olive Garden by Cheddars. or mm, So that's the sister company idea. Yeah. And okay. like, I mean, great idea. Yeah. Same thing as like Coke and their entire right. block of every single soda in the world. Yes. Yeah. So your dad, he'd be, he might be hesitant to these ideas. He's yeah. obviously the leader of this big company that has 3000 plus employees. Mm -hmm. How does he, in your eyes, how does he lead the company? Oh gosh. What are so, qualities that your dad has that you're like, okay. I need those. I need those, but are there some that you're like, maybe I don't? You know, I don't think I have enough experience with him in a conference rooms. Like, I'm not there when he... Is actually talking about real business stuff. Yes. But I do see him at the office and how he works. One of the things he does is parks far away from the front door. Mm. He says, I will park the furthest away from the front door and I will walk that way. Now, he could park front and center no one's going to tell him anything besides my mom right <laughs> but there's just something about saying hey i'm the owner and i'm going to park the furthest away right it's a principal thing and i'm going to let whoever's coming into our 
house or building park at the front. Right. And like, that's just something that's done every day that people see every day. Gotcha. How about how he interacts with people? Family businesses are hard. I mean, there's only three things that happen normally in a business. And that's like dysfunction, disorientation, and distrust. Mm. Like you don't have to teach anyone those things. It's na- it's all natural. It's all happening. Everything else you got to teach. That's a good point. That's a, where'd you learn that? My dad. <laughs> okay, good. I mean, your dad's smart. And it's kind of the same in the shop. Like I manage a shop and he's right. Like totally right. If you ever manage people, you know that that you're like, yep, there it is. That's true. You just didn't know how to put it into words. And something that he does really well is he does have a firm line. Now, on the left side of this line, he is perfectly your friend. You love him. You can hang out with him. You can say what you want. You can be whoever you want. And he's happy with you when you're doing your job. But there's also a firm line that people know where the line is. They don't have to find out where the line is. They know where it is. And no one wants to cross it. Talking about an an employee relationship? And he has great relationships with his employees. Like he goes around and talks to all of them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously they're all going to tell me they like my dad. Like no one's going to be like, yeah, I hate your dad. Right. But at the same time. Yeah. I genuinely believe him. Gotcha. I do. Okay. But are you really asking people that? Hey, do you like my dad? (laughs) Hey, how's my dad doing? How's my dad doing? I want to be, I'm not going to tell him. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'd say the biggest thing that I've learned from him is not let his emotions talk when something crazy happens because it will. Like that's what he's good at. Yes. Is when something absolutely absurd that you did not know could even happen. Like let's say getting sued for your website because it's not blind friendly. Mm. That happened. Yeah. How do you even make a freaking website blind friendly? No idea. And how do you get sued for that? It's a thing. I okay, so what? I would have lost my crap. Yeah, I would have too. I'd been like, blind people can't even read the freaking fonts on the website anyway. What are they? Why are they suing me? Yeah. And so he was very just sound about it. He's not gonna fight it or anything and pull. Well, surely he's not just gonna get not gonna lose a lawsuit. Lose a lawsuit, pay $10,000, or win the lawsuit and pay 100000 I mean, that's a legit... He legitimately got sued for that? Yeah. It, it's something people in California do. They look for websites. And they just try to find, sue him? Yeah. That is insane. Hey, but I mean, they found a way to make money. Okay, what's another thing? Like uh, more, more personal. Something like... <clears throat> man, some of the... So with family businesses, loose lips sink, sink ships. Everyone knows that. Loose and what? Lips. Loose lips sink ships. Yep. Okay. So Bahama Bucks is a ship. He employs, gosh, I mean, 15, 10 of our family members, like supports. Not He doesn't support them, but he runs a business that supports them. Well, so he does support them. In a way. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. Oh, gosh. And Can't to imagine. be able to keep well, a family... Imagine together and still run a business like that is unbelievable and family businesses are hard you know them more personally you know their boundaries it's hard to see them as a boss instead of and for me personally as a boss instead of my dad 
Mm, and that's okay. really tough. Like, do you call him dad when you're in the office? Do you? Yeah. So it, has there been a, is there a line for you that you have trouble finding or seeing? Or has your dad always been very, because really. obviously with your kids, it's a lot different than with, because even if you're, you know, butt up in a ditch, yeah, high off crack, like your dad's yeah. going to find a way to help you out. Yeah. You know and what that's mean? what they've always told me. I mean, they'll always pursue me no matter what I do. Right. Yeah. And that's really encouraging to hear. Yeah, of course. Because like your dad's in your corner all the time. Yeah. And your mom, of course. And it's, I mean, it's a great thing to know. It encourages you. But there still is a line. Like, yeah. I mean, I walked into his office, gosh, two days ago. And I was like, hey, I need five minutes for a TikTok. He's like, nope, can't do it. Sorry. All right. He's, is he ever like, get out of here? No, my dad. My doesn't dad, ever raise his voice, doesn't yell? He's not. He won't yell. Mm. And I mean, he doesn't have to. He's earned the respect to not yell. Yeah. He doesn't need to yell to get a point across. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dynamic between my boss and a lot of people here is, I mean, he's, people revere him because of who he is and he doesn't need them. He doesn't need any of us. People need him and rely on him. Mm -hmm. And when you have that dynamic going, if people start and you have enough respect for yourself to be like, okay, if people start biting the hand that feeds them, yeah. bye-bye. And that's what I think a lot of people don't when those lines start getting crossed. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm going to bite that. I'm going to take little inches towards trying to get more or biting yeah. the hand that feeds me, you know, uh -huh. and they don't understand because the people who operate at that level, they know what their doing. business is everything. Yeah. And they'll, they will drop you like a freaking fly if they have to. Yeah. So yeah. I think your dad has that. And I'm sure he has that. Intent. I think I've met him one time, but you can just tell though at Zyler's wedding, mm -hmm. the way he carries himself, the way he talks to people, mm -hmm. very humble, very genuine. You know, he's raised three great children, like who are, you know, grown into maybe not you, but you're, <laughs> but your brothers. I'm just kidding. But no, you can tell, man. And you can like a lot, of, you can tell a lot about a man by his sons. Yeah. You can tell a lot about a man by his children. Mm -hmm. And so I think that speaks, y'all's lives speak volume to the success that your dad has had on. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and, and another thing that'd be interesting to get into is how do you, like, I think you probably have this entrepreneurial spirit more so than your brothers. Yeah. Which your dad obviously has. I'm more I idealistic. Yeah, or more few, more vision oriented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I need people like Zyler and Jet to say, "Hey, whoa!" Of course. Well, that's what idea. That's it's a balance. I mean, every entrepreneur or visionary is going to need people to rally. I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I need people to, you know, corral me certain ways at some points. But I also need those kinds of people to be like, Andrew's got to do what he's got to do, and you got to let him do it. Yeah, and just let me be free. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Um, and so there's a balance there, but you also need those people because you, you're probably not ever going to want to sit and look at numbers or something like that. No, couldn't do it. Couldn't, I'm the same way. It would be very, and while you need to understand accounting or understanding the science behind numbers and stuff like that, you don't have to be the best at it. You need to kind of know about it. But if your business partner oof, is insanely well-versed in that, 
and you're insanely well, and you're able to communicate with anybody and you can sit in front of a brick wall and talk to it and you're a good public speaker and you're good at connecting people and forging relationships and stuff like that. Well, it's not that one's better than the other. The two are symbiotic and should yes. coexist with one another. And then that is the way that partnerships boost like your dad and his partners. I'm sure you just, you just pair personalities. Mm-hmm. And then once you pay, it's like you just find a unicorn and you just run with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's exactly how you said. My dad can talk to a brick wall. Yeah. And Mr. Lee can crunch numbers. Right. All day. And your dad probably doesn't yeah. want to sit and crunch numbers, but your dad yeah. will go talk to yeah. however many, 100 businesses a day yeah. when he's starting off and being like, y'all got to help me or not help me, but here's my product. Do it, do it. And he's sale or salesman or something yeah. like that. And know? I mean, he's had horrible ideas, but also something that just going back for a little bit to like what he does is like people haven't didn't see him when he had three little kids and lived in a tiny house and was trying to make this company work Mm -hmm. and not making any money. Right. Like people didn't see him then and people don't know how much he cares about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're not just, you're not just crossing his personal line. Like you're crossing his life. Oh yeah. Like he, this is his life. Yep. And like, it's part of my life now. So then you're crossing my life. Then you're also crossing my mom's and then my two brothers, cause they're a part of his life. Like you're crossing all of it. It's not just a business to him. Exactly. Like it saved him, but it was also the thing that put him <laughs> from needing to be saved. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. And it's kind of an excuse, your family, I think, and I'm not saying excuse in a bad way, in a good way, is an excuse for success a lot of times because your dad can say like, I'm doing this to support my kids. And if you're not a part of that mission, then it's easy for me to cut you out of my life. Yeah. You know, and that's what maybe he's probably done with people or something. I know people have done that, but if you think about your family and your kids and you're saying i'll do anything for them right. and i want to leave my kids with a legacy and yeah 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 and a company to so if someone gets in my way well it's not just you getting against me it's you getting against my wife it's you getting against my kids it's you getting against my future grandchildren and my legacy that i'm leaving it makes it a lot easier for people to say bye done yeah. you know and what you mean? have his my entire buchanan family of not all 32 but most of them are crossing that line too Mm-hmm. Like you're just crossing everything in his life. Right. Whenever that happens. Exactly. And that's why I say I admire the way he can control his emotion. Because mm. if that was my entire life and someone messed up right now with the knowledge I have, I mean, I would lose it. And like, that's something that you're I, also 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not I, forget that you're still a kid. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know I am. Yeah, definitely. But you should always be somewhat of a kid at heart. Oh, I mean, more so than I'm adult, still a kid in the head, I think. Though. Yeah. Always be a kid in heart. Yeah. But yeah, you are 19. So you're still yeah. actually a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm not far off either. Yeah. You know, but once you, 23 sounds a lot, 24 sounds a lot different than 19. No, it definitely does. So, <laughs> and once you get, I'm excited to see where you're at when you're there because I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Hopefully. And I, I think mean, I've said this since I was started working at the Milwaukee shop. Whenever people ask me about it, I was like, I'm either it's going like this, mm-hmm. it's going to go like this. And it has to. But I need the people here to stop that. 
Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? We need support. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got your family to support. And I'm sure you've got a great system of friends too that support you in that. Yeah, I do. And people like you and me and, and not everybody's like that. And that's not a bad thing. Like not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody does these things. And that's not bad. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people listen to this or maybe listen to this and be like, oh, these guys are cocky and pretentious or whatever. And, but, it, you know, not everyone, everyone's paths are different. Mm-hmm. And just because one is less, maybe less glamorous than the other, but even the glamour comes with so much torment and pain. Yep. And if you think about your dad, like 20 years of struggle and hardship yeah. and determination. No, I mean, and fear and anxiety, probably. How am I going to support my kids? Yeah, yeah. That's what comes with that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that can be terrifying. And not everybody can handle that. But that's what forges men into who they become. And that's what forges great men into who they become is turmoil, difficulty. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about your dad quite a bit y'all's dynamic your family dynamic Mm -hmm. so let's get down to the bare bones what i ask a lot of people and you're young you know and you are still in college and you've i think you have a very bright future ahead of you and i'm excited to see where that goes but at the same time i still try to ask everybody this how do you define success oh gosh Personal life or future life? Just no, there's no, no specification no, okay. of the question. Um, How do you define I success? I would define success to be able to do something that you love at any cost because you love it that much. Mm, okay. So whether that be you love shoveling crap but you love it and you'll love it at any cost mm. or that's, I mean, making TikToks the rest of your life. Like I hope I'm not 50 and making TikToks, honestly, but there's still money to be made. But I think it's, I mean, there's an old saying like blinded by love, horrible saying. I mean, if you're love is a something that you, show to someone love is not a feeling it's not emotion yes it's an act it's It's a a choice it's a a choice you have to wake up and say that yep um and i hope it becomes to the point where i love it and it's my passion Mm. whatever i do it may not be bahama bucks bahama bucks may just be the thing that i'm most passionate about right now what could you see it being man honestly because maybe okay let's talk about your brothers maybe for your oldest brother zyler it was Starting family, getting married. Yep. You know, I'm sure his career is, he's got a great job and everything, counting. And uh, maybe he'll come back and do the Bahama Bucks thing one day. Maybe not. But like, of all of you, I'm sure that's probably what he was very committed to. Mm-hmm. Jet, being a pilot. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that's his passion. He may never go work for Bahama Bucks. Yeah. He may try to be a pilot forever. Yeah. Which and I'm I sure he will. Hopefully, I get if I ever take over the company, like I'm like, Jet, we finally have like enough flights that we have to book for people. Like mm-hmm. you want to come fly for us. Like, yeah. We'll get you a jet. Like we'll get you all of that. Yeah. 
Right? And then that he could still awesome. Yeah, of course. That'd be fantastic. Like I would love more than anything else to work with my brothers. Oh yeah. Like we work so well together. Yeah. We're all very unique. Mm-hmm. And I personally think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. But for you, it seems like the passion is adopting the family business. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think that's the thing I'm most passionate about right now. Mm. But it's also the people, like, it's not just the Bahama, Bahama Bucks, but it's like the people that I work with. Like, I've worked with these people for three years of my life. Yeah. And that's through days that we make $500, which is bare minimum nothing, where it's you and another person on shift mm-hmm. and you talk about life. Yeah. You see what's going on. And three years to a lot of people doesn't sound like a lot, but for a 16 year old, three years is a pretty long time. 19. I know, but oh, when yep, you were yep, 16, yep, yep, yep. yeah. So, like, since you were 16 or yeah, like four I years, look at myself differently. Exactly. Like when I was 16, yes, completely different person than when I was. I know 16. you're 19. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, completely different. Yeah. You know, and so that's yeah, I get that thing. Um, yeah, that's just a that's just the thing about I think life in general is like when you're younger, you don't think about the future nearly as much as when you start to get older. And when you get out of college, you really start thinking about, you know, the impact that you want your life to have on others and what you want to do and and things you want to accomplish. And we're both relatively young and I think ambitious, but at the same time, um, there's, there's going to have to be an element of us not losing sight of that. Yeah through i'm sure i mean whatever hardship life's gonna throw at you like your dad's buddy his wife dying mm-hmm. you know what i mean and him still rallying and after a year and your dad even accommodating him be like okay the whole company may not take a profit this year because you gotta yeah. deal with that you know what i mean like that's that's serious stuff no it really is and that's why i think i defined my success as like being able to go to any limit for the passion that I love. Mm -hmm. Like it's like what I want to do. Right. And like, I have a reason of why I want to do it. Yeah. So why do you think you want to do it? So I wasn't all that, like I've always, I've been taught to care about snow cones my whole life, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but Bahama Bucks is snow cones. And Bahama Bucks isn't a snow cone business. It's a people business. We care about the people more than the snow cones. Kind of weird philosophy, but it works. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think why it is, is because I wanted to be like my dad so much. And I saw how much he cared about it. Like there were times at dinner and I didn't realize this till later in life. Like him saying, I'm not hungry at dinner. He wasn't not hungry. He didn't, we didn't have the money to eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, Hey, uh, we're fasting this week. No, they weren't. You know what I'm saying? And that's like a tough pill to swallow whenever you get older. Cause you're like, man, I could have done so much more to help. Mm. And like, mm-hmm. man, you sacrificed so much for me. Like, how do I repay that? And part of my drive in Bahama Bucks is trying to repay my dad. And I mean, that sounds weird, but when someone's given that much for you, 
it's a big debt to repay. Hundred percent. And but back to being <laughs> raised up by snow cones. Um, it's also the people that work there. Like whenever we hire someone, we're like, "Are you ready to have like twenty new best friends?" And that sounds so cheesy, but then they leave for the summer. And they realize, wow, those really were 20 of my best friends. Mm. Like I go golfing with them. One of the managers at Milwaukee with me uh, is my roommate. And like, we love it. And it's weird because we have different ways of getting there. I'm more like, hey, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. Uh, let's laugh about this. We can have a good time. But I always drive them towards the end goal. His is we're getting to the end goal. Nothing wrong with that. People respond to his way better and his way worse. People respond to my way better and worse. Mm. And we work really well together. It's how you said like the. Yeah. Personalities being symbiotic. Yeah. Yeah. And working for people, not above you, but with you is like a completely different driver. Right. Like completely different. Yeah. And it's weird to say that at 19 with a bunch of 19-year-olds managing 16-year-olds. But, like, there's still a connection there. I'm with you. I agree. And I think <clears throat> the principles of leadership and the principles of management and uh, social capital mm-hmm. and being able to excel at those things, it all comes from a place of humbleness. And it comes from a place of saying, look, I'm not, I'm not the best person here. I'm not claiming to be, and I will serve the other people that are working for me first. And then I will serve myself if I even do, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what it seems like your dad has looked like a Christ-like kind of leadership. Yeah. You know, something, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed everyone else before I feed myself. Yeah. Everyone's gonna go through the line first, regardless of the detriment to me. That's the calling of my life, and that's what I need to do in order to get others to where they should be as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And great leadership really takes great suffering too. Like a great leader has to suffer greatly. It's a big responsibility. And okay. so I think it'll it'll be interesting as well when you get when we get your dad on the podcast and talk to him about how he runs a big company like that and the things that on a day-to-day he goes through and then on a just out over a course of 30 years of running a business what he's run into and and how he's learned how to lead the way that he has i just think it's very intriguing stuff no, it really is. And we've talked about my dad a lot, mm-hmm. but also like a huge factor was my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap, raising three kids homeschooled in a tiny house. Jeez. Yeah. And you don't have the money to do it either. Oh, I'm sure your mom is a freaking superhero. Yeah. And she's one of those people, like you said, when she comes in the shop, because I mean, technically my parents own that shop. It's not like a franchised one. Um, like she'll do anything like filling flavors, probably the lowest you can get. She'll do it. Scrub floors, whatever, clean front. She'll do it. And like, that's why everyone's like, I will work for my mom. Like she, when she comes in, she does the lowest things and you're like, 
I can respect that. Right. And your dad would not be able to be where he's at today without your mom. hundred yeah. percent. And, and I was talking to my boss about that earlier, about the dynamic of having, you know, a woman with you and building a business. And it's just instrumental. Yes. Instrumental. Like no way your dad would be where he's at without your mom. Cause my mom, I'm like, I've said, I'm very like, Hey, we could build a water park for Bahama Bucks. And then here comes my mom. Hey, here's not screw you, but here's some logical things to think about why you can't do that right now. Yeah. Well, I think so much of it is what's done behind the scenes that mothers don't get celebrated for. Yeah. Probably like the work that your mom has done behind the scenes that she's never going to be celebrated for ever. And that's the most sacrificial kind of love you can do is love that's never going to get any recognition from anybody except for the people who are under her that are going to be like, Oh my God. Yeah. My mom's a superhero or anything like that. But on the outside looking in, you're going to see the flash, you're going to see the flare, but you're not going to see the nitty gritty people down the trenches like your mom or in y'all's with y'all's family dynamic, even, which I'm not, I don't know what it's like. I'm sure it's great. (laughs) It sounds great from what you're saying, but I'm sure your mom's done a lot of the dirty work and just, you know, had to do a lot of tough stuff. And that's what I think in that dynamic, a woman can really do for a man trying to succeed in business is just propel him and help him and support him in every way and, and do everything that he can't. Yeah. And help out with y'all and teach y'all how to freaking be who you are and homeschool you guys. Like what? That's insane. There's no way. (laughs) I love my mom to death. There's no way she could homeschool me ever. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. Um, But it's different, you know, not worse or better, but still, I think that's really admirable, dude. And I think that, uh, I mean, I've, I've loved having you on. I think it's been great. We've discussed a variety of topics that I think are going to be extremely valuable to people. And do you have any closing thoughts, closing statements, anything you want to leave people with? Gosh, man. I don't know. Honestly, talking about your mom, like not your mom. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about my mom. (laughs) Talking about your mom. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I would say if your mom makes your lunch for you for school, thank her every day. Like if I ever have to make my own lunch, sorry, when I make my own lunch and have been, for the past two years I've mm, been in college. But prior in high school and gosh, man, that sucks. Yeah, it does. It sucks. That's when you start growing up and you're like, oof, this is kind of rough. Yeah. Like you I start buying know. your lunch at school and you start losing money and Yes. Yep. Like, God. And doing your laundry. That's the biggest thing. Oh my gosh. Dude. Like when I start doing my laundry, I can I can barely do my laundry at all. I'm such a train wreck. It's horrible. I can't take care of myself, man. I, like literally at all. And that's not, we're not saying that's all women do is cook and do laundry. I'm just saying, they do, uh, moral you know, they do of the podcast. Yeah. Moral of the podcast. Your mom, just kidding. But no, women do obviously everything and they're superheroes and they're great. And mother, being a mother is probably the hardest job on the planet. Yeah. Just like being a father is both are in tandem, probably extremely difficult jobs. Mm-hmm. But just having that is an unbelievable necessity. Yeah. That, that children need, that people need, that employees need. So I see how this reverence for your dad is the same amount of reverence. You have the same amount of reverence for your mom yeah. because 
they're and they're probably a freaking great team. They really are. They're, and maybe we should have your freaking mom on the podcast Dude, too. She would be awesome. And your grandma. My grandma. Yeah. Grammy would be great. <laughs> no, she would be. She's awesome. I bet she would. But yeah, I mean, getting into I would love to have your dad on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe your mom too. I think it'd be great. She'd be awesome. You yeah. hear a lot of a lot of stories. Crazy stories, I'm sure. But yeah, dude, thanks for coming in. Yeah. I thought great. it was great. You're the man. <laughs> let's do it again. Yes. Maybe you can be on episode. I think this was what, four? Yeah, you can be on episode like twelve or something. We'll have some repeat me, guests. Me and my dad. You and your dad. We'll get your dad and then we'll get you and your dad. Can't wait. <laughs> Boom, baby. Good job, man. That's a wrap, girl. <laughs>